Come on, come on, let's have it! Welcome to the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast with your hosts, Callum Webber and Jacob Ingamgore. Here we are then. So we're back with the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast. I am very, very excited. I'm, I'm missing my partner in crime, Jacob, today, but I'm, uh, I, I got the honour to have a, a great guest on today who I've actually met. I met on two occasions this year. Um, his name's Nick Feeney. Um, we'll be talking more um, about what he does, but in terms of where I met him was at Expert Empires, and I'll flip back to when I went to the first event, end of March. This was when I had the, a bit of an epiphany, really, to go down the route of making this podcast and uh, doing the coaching business that I'm going down the route of. So that event has completely changed my, my life, and this is where I met Nick, especially in the second Expert Empires event, which was in just not uh, in September. So I'm going to pass it over to you, Nick. Flip back to, to give a bit of context for our listeners of like when your entrepreneurial um, career started. Well, it was certainly um, before March this year. But, uh, <laughs> really, good, really good to be here. And um, it was a pleasure to meet you. Uh, it was great to spend that time with you. I know in the first one, it was more like ships passing in the night, but we actually got to speak to each other um, in September, hence uh, why, we're, why we're doing this now. But for me, you know, your, your listeners, uh, I know that your audience are in their 20s. Well, I'm 50, and uh, my entrepreneurial journey started actually when I was about, 16 um i was i just i came from a very all right background a big family and sometimes we had an okay amount of money sometimes we didn't um i always wanted to you know get out of my environment get out of my situation and uh, and make a better life for myself so the first my sort of first um businesses that I set up, this this will make you laugh actually, because they were, well, first of all, I did it with my brother-in-law and he could build computers. And back then you would order a computer by spec. You wouldn't buy it already packaged up as it is now. So you would order what sort of memory gaming card you wanted, all those sorts of bits and pieces. So he was great at building them and I was great at selling them. Um, So that's what we did initially. And then the second business was a bit more fun. So trying to think how long ago this was. So in the 80s, um, mobile phones had only just started having images on the screen, and they were like dotted, dotted images rather than the beautiful pictures that you get now. And also a, a thing back then was um, ringtones, and you could buy your favourite song and have it as your ringtone. Now, we created uh, a website and created all the logos, the ringtones. We even had premium rate phone numbers attached to it where you could win prizes. It was quite quite an effort from two little kids from a council estate. Um, and once we built it all up, what we did was we found ourselves in London just giving out loads of flyers with all the information, all the um, logos and that that you can get, giving them the numbers that they can ring to download all these. And 
you know, it was all right. It did all right. Um, but there was a, a guy we knew that um, that did the same thing as us. And this was one of my first lessons in business where um, getting investment is actually a really smart thing to do. We never knew anyone or even thought about having investors help us promote this. And uh, he got someone to come in and give him £25,000, which was a lot of money back then. And he took out an advert in the back of one of the Sunday papers so on the back of the magazine, there was his whole full page of all his logos and ringtones and everything like that. And from that one advert, he made over £250,000. Wow. From that £25,000 investment. I know, a lot, a lot of money. <laughs> and we were trying to do it all ourselves. We hired a couple of friends, pretty girls, that were like giving out our, our flyers and that. And I'll tell you what, that was hard work. And whilst we made some money, it was nowhere near what he made. But that was my first sort of um, introduction into being an entrepreneur. Wow. Wow. Well, Nick, that was that was a, some unbelievable value straight off the back of like, you know, a lot of uh, the listeners in, in their 20s. Um, I speak to a lot of people and I hear a lot of people say they want to do it on their own. Um, you know, they want to they want to try and work out how to do it on their, on their own. And you mentioned something then huge that investing £25,000 is a, is a risk, but then that paid off dividends and they ended up turning that £25,000 into £250,000 compared to what you mentioned. That was one week. That was one wow. week. He then did it again and did it again. So, you know, he's, he, he's happy. He's very happy now. <laughs> yeah, I can I can tell. Like, I, I wonder how many flyers you would have needed to hand out to uh, earn £250,000. <laughs> You'd still be there now. Right. I handed out over 10,000 and I, I could tell you I didn't hit that. So, wow, <laughs> there we are. I love that. So obviously that was, you know, back when you were, when you were 16, I love the fact that, you, you know, you were entrepreneurial at such a young age and fast forward to now, like what, what is it that you, you do now and who, who do you help Nick? So my, my journey as to me getting to where I am now as you know, as a sideways thing, let, let me say this to your listeners, okay? When, when you're in your 20s, you, you are thinking that, you know, I want to be this, I want to do that, okay? Or you might be thinking, I haven't got a bloody clue what I want to do. Okay, well, here's the thing. All those things I thought I wanted to do, thought, absolutely, I'm going to smash it at that, or actually didn't quite know how I was going to get it, None of those things are actually what I do right now. And actually what I do now fills my cup. It is, it is most definitely what I was put on this planet for. And it is coaching and mentoring people. And I run a coaching business with my wife uh, that we've been running for a few years and where we have focus on helping women, uh, mainly in midlife. Uh, and I'm just in the throes of launching um, my coaching version of that for the men. So both those businesses, the, the female one's called This Girl Is On Fire, and the male one is This Guy Is On Fire. And essentially what I do is I help men avoid their midlife crisis. 
Um, and I do that by offering them a seven-step uh, midlife reset. And I love it, quite honestly, because having gone through the experience of a, a midlife crisis myself 10 years ago, um, I, know what it, I know what it costs me by not doing anything and just thinking I can get through it and just plow through it. And, um, you know, I think that's a, that's a lesson on, in any age um you you really really need to to reach out and grab some help and had i done that had i had someone like me uh coach me through those those troubling times i i i wouldn't have lost so much in terms of years uh emotion physical mental stress i was depressed for a few years you know it can have a real real significant impact on you your family your loved ones your relationships so yeah so that's who i coach now and and, and help people try and avoid that part of midlife wow wow and obviously um uh, you know like you mentioned it was a few years of your life that you that you said you spent of the time that you wish you you met somebody like yourself who could have helped you overcome that. So in terms of like getting out of the midlife crisis, what was sort of like the things that you did in order to, to escape that feeling? Like, did you invest in any, um, any coaches yourself or was it all done with yourself? No. Um, basically I, I saw a therapist for two and a half years and I, and I had coaching, uh, as I say, I saw a therapist for two and a half years. You know, I worked it out the other day. I had nearly um, 200 hours of, of coaching and, and therapy. And, and since then, I've probably spent about £60,000 uh, on investing in myself and, uh, and having coaches, mentors. I have several coaches and mentors now, you know, uh, and I think... You know, Callum, when I spoke to you, I spoke to quite a few young people at that event. You guys are already ahead of the game by even thinking about this right now in your 20s. And I would always look to have coaches and mentors that are ahead of you. You don't want people in their 20s coaching you unless they've done something absolutely amazing and by the way it wasn't just timing right you know when when, when you've got someone in your your age group and they are absolutely smashing it but it wasn't down to luck good timing right or being in the right place at the right time they they did it through difficult times huge challenges and still made it they're the sort of people you want to be looking at getting coaches or coaching you and mentoring you, definitely. And that's what I did, basically. In terms of as well, you mentioned, obviously, you've invested like £60,000 into your um, into yourself since since uh, you went through a midlife crisis. Like, to any of our listeners that are, you know, tempted by, you know, investing in themselves and stuff, but holding back, scared to, you know, exchange that money for the potential risk of the investment. Like, what's your advice for investing in yourself for our listeners? Well, do you know what? I think you've got two choices. And I appreciate that not everyone's got money, okay? And here's the thing. If you, if you haven't got any money to invest in yourselves, then there are plenty of stuff out there that you can listen to and surround yourself 
uh, with whilst you're saving up money. But the only thing with doing that is there's no real structure to it. So you're having to be disciplined to put whatever it is, wherever you're going, whatever you're listening to, you have to, you have to be disciplined to put those learnings into something, into a plan. Um, and that takes a lot because at 20, you only know well, at any age, you only know what you know. So if you don't know how to do that, okay, you can easily miss those opportunities. Now, if you have got money, but you're sitting on the fence of, of where, where you're going to invest, you've got two choices. You either invest money and you get someone else who is, has done what you want to do. So, for example, I've lived for 50 years, so I've spent a lot of that time making loads and loads of mistakes and making loads and loads of learnings, okay? So if I had a particular coaching session that was aimed at 20-year-olds, I could share with you 30 years, 40 years of learnings, okay, which you could exchange for X amount of 1,000 pounds. Or the alternative to that is you give your time and you try and work it out yourself. Yeah. You and that's the thing when you invest in yourself. You either invest time or you invest money. And that's it. 100%. 100%. You mentioned something saying that you've, you've made a lot of uh, you've made a lot of failures in your life, but you've also learned a lot. Like out of like all your failures and what you've learned from it, like what's been like that standout that standout failure that caused an amazing learning for, from you that's created the success of of what you've created now, Nick. I I think the the, 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 the biggest um, um, muck up, right? Failing is is literally when my life imploded. Um, just over 10 years ago, uh, everything, everything went wrong, everything. And, and, and this is the thing, if you carry on pushing through when you know it's not right, certain aspects of your life, you've got to remember it's not just money that compounds. It's all these habits, good and bad. It's all these behaviors, good and bad. And it got to a point where, you know, I lost my business, I lost my marriage, I got burnt out, um, God, I had a life-changing heart condition, I had all sorts of stuff going on, and it was only then I made a promise to myself that whatever happened, I would take responsibility for who I was, and who I wasn't, and I would try every day to become a better man and that's what I do and that's what I've done for those 10 years I still do it every day is how can I be better than I was yesterday right how can I be a better dad how can I be a better husband how can I be a better man that to me was my most costliest because, I mean, if you're talking financially, we're talking ridiculous amounts of, of money um, that I lost. Um, emotionally, it actually ruined me um, for years. 
as I said, I was depressed for four years. You know, it was so costly on so many levels. But had I not gone through that, um, and I said this phrase too earlier, had I not gone through that mess, I wouldn't now be able to tell you what my message is now to help people um, that are going through similar circumstances um, than what I was. And that to me... Well, mate, here's the thing. You cannot teach people stuff if you've just read it in a book. You just can't do that. You can have an awareness about it. But there will be things that you will just never understand unless you've gone through it. I use this analogy all the time, okay? You won't know this yet. You haven't got children. I don't think you have talent. No, I don't. Um, I, but so when, when your children are growing up and you've gotten their first bike, you say, right, you've got to put your helmet on and you've got to put the stabilizers on. And they're like, don't want to wear the helmet. don't want the stabilizers. I'm going to be fine. And you know as a parent that they're going to fall off and it's going to hurt. So you're like, no, 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 no. Right, you've got to put the helmet on. You've got to put the stabilizers. Sometimes you compromise and you just put the stabilizers on and not the helmet or whatever, or you manage to talk them into doing both. But here's the thing. When they fall off that bike, and they will, it is life that will teach them a lesson there. Because just by me saying you're going to fall off the bike and it's going to hurt, they have got no nothing to compare that to whatsoever. Right? And it's when they fall off the bike at whatever level that is, then they go, right. And the next time they get on the bike, they're like, Dad, can I have the stabilizers and can I have the helmet? And I use that analogy all the way through life. Because certainly as a, as a dad, my, my girls, they're young adults now, you know, they're 16, 17, 20, and a 21 year old boy, right? So they're all making their way in life. But they will constantly get on a bike to try things out in life. And I will use my experiences to say, don't do it like that. Be mindful of this. Watch out for this. But sometimes life will have to be the lesson. And they will go through that and that will become part of their mess and become part of their message. And that's the thing. You have to experience it. Otherwise, just getting it from a book, right? And I think when when you take what I've just said there and you mention that to your young your young listeners who are looking for um, what they could possibly be talking about or helping people with now, you know, my wife put it beautifully the other day. There were lots of things that have happened to her before um, in her adult life that she was quite ashamed about quite embarrassed about but actually now she talks very openly about those things because those things are what help our community and how she helps people when she coaches them if you were to like rewind and go back to your 20s now with all what you know like what would be the biggest piece of advice that you'd give yourself if you were back in your 20s do you know what i would um you may not expect this, but what I would do is I would make myself a lot more self-aware because, and what I mean by that is 
a lot more aware of myself as an individual, but also how I'm impacting other people around me, good and bad. Because in my 20s, there was only one guy that mattered, and that was this guy. And I just did my stuff, no matter what, said stuff that wasn't particularly nice, you know. And I had a great time in my 20s, and I had lots of friends and lots of people around me that had a great time with me. But also, I was very stuck in my ways. So I said this, if you said that, then you can go over there. I don't really care. And I just think that as human beings, as we get older, we get more and more aware of the impact that we can have in people's lives. And you might say one thing that you just think, ha, it's a bit of banter. Mm. And that could cost that person 10 years, right? It just, it just sticks with them. It's just a final thing that on top of everything else has been said. And when you understand the fragility of life, and how, you know, like I say, how just by being you can have such an impact on people, good and bad. I just wish I knew that a lot more and understood that a lot more. Then I would make sure I did a lot more good than bad. And I don't want that to make it sound out like I was some sort of, of arsehole, but... Going back to that comment I said earlier, I only knew what I knew then. Yeah. And most people would think, oh, I'd tell my 20-year-old to invest in this, invest in that. I'll tell you why that doesn't work. Because if I'd invested in property any earlier, because um, that's another thing that I did, right, I'd have spent the money on something else. I'd have put it into another investment. I wouldn't be any better off now, right? I Because I'd have been in that recession or that crisis where it lost its value and things. So you can never look at the monetary side because, again, even like with crypto, I remember when crypto first came out, I, I could get it for like $10 or $100. And, and my brother-in-law did, and, and we dabbled, right? But if that got up to £5,000, I'd have sold that super quick. I wouldn't have sat there going, oh, no, it's going to be £50,000 each. Um, so that's the reality. You know, you can't sit there and think, yeah, I'll have, I'll have held on to it. You buy a share or you buy something and it doubles overnight. Trust me, you've got to be some sort of guy to keep hold of that, that guy. No, no, no. This is my 10-year plan. This is my 10-year plan. You, you are out of it and investing in the next thing, you know. So for me, it would be more about what goes on inside and the impact that that, that has on other people around. That's powerful. That's and obviously, like men, mental health is 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 you know very talked about a lot more now, which which is amazing. And it seems like you're making you and your wife are making an amazing impact as well. Um, so in terms of for our listeners, you mentioned about self awareness, and that's a huge thing. Obviously, mental health is something that you know is talked about a lot more. And you know the things you can say, you don't know how how damaging that can be. If you know, for a bit of advice for someone that's listening to this that wants to get more self aware, like what's your advice, like to get started in becoming more self-aware 
I, I think the thing is, that's a great question, Callum, right? Because I think the thing is, it probably means a few different things for different people. Um, but for me, I would just start asking my, myself some better questions. So if there was a situation, for example, and, and it, it gets a bit heated, then actually just say, whoa, why did I feel that way? Or if someone's called you an arsehole and you've reacted, you go, hang on, why did I give that guy that power over mm. me that I needed to be this way? And I just think that, I just think you just, when, you, when situations arise, you need to ask yourself some questions. Could I handle that better? How did that person feel, do you think, when you said that? How would I have felt if someone had said that to me? Right? What was the reason that I said that? Or when you go into a situation, you go, okay, was that a great outcome for both of us? And I just think it's, it's, it's moments like that when everything happens, especially if you find yourself getting wound up. And, and I think that's the thing. When I was young... I got in a lot of scraps. I, I very easily got wound up uh, and had to be the guy. I had to, had to prove, you know, to everyone else, mainly myself, that I was the guy. Um, but that arena nowadays, goodness me, people are putting out knives and, and bits and pieces. You know, I got, I've been stabbed twice. Uh, in situations uh, with people just coming up to me in the street and things like that out of nowhere. And it's even worse now. So you've just got to look at yourself. Even walking down the street, you've got to ask yourself, why do I need to be walking down this street? If I'm feeling uncomfortable, why am I still walking down this street? What can I do to make myself feel comfortable? You know, should I jump on a bus? Should I jump on a tube? Right? Should I drive? Whatever. But that awareness, by the way, isn't something that happens over a week or a month. It is a constant asking of questions because certainly in your 20s, everything is projected outwards. Everything you do is projected outwards. What you want, what you want to do, what you want people to think about you. But actually, just flip it around. Right? What do you, you want to think about you? If, if, if you weren't in the room, what would you want people to be saying about you? Perfect. So, Nick, before we wrap this up with our final question, um, Nick, where can people actually find you? So I, I think the easiest thing to find me, I've got a couple of handles on uh, Instagram and that's where I'm mostly active. Uh, my work one is this guy is on fire. Whereas if you're looking for some sort of like some mindset techniques, things that are going to help you, um, then um, you can go on there. And then my, my sort of fun social one is um, at Lord Feeney, L-O-R-D-F-E-E-N-E-Y. And that's where you'll see things where, where I'm doing like the human flag and, and, and crazy stuff like that. 
Love that. Perfect. I'll also, in the description of this podcast, I'll put both of your Instagrams um, on the description as well. But I've got one final question for you, Nick. So obviously this podcast is called Freedom Lifestyle. So what does Freedom Lifestyle mean to you, Nick? Uh, Great question, Callum. Um, For me, it is about being wealthy. And what I mean by wealthy is is how I spend my time, who I spend my time with, where I spend my time, and and what I do in my time. So that's freedom lifestyle for me. I love that. Short and sweet, but hit the nail on the head. And also, I bet as when you know a lot of our listeners here, you say wealthy, they assume straight away that you meant financial, but in terms of being wealthy, there's so much more than just money, like you said, like your family, what you're doing with your time, your hobbies. I absolutely love that. And Nick, I'm so grateful for you hopping on this podcast today. I'm sure everybody absolutely loved it. Go follow Nick on on Instagram. Go see what him and his wife's doing. Some amazing things. But I'm, I'm gutted to end this podcast. But everyone listening to this, I hope you all have a class day and I'll see you next time. Amazing. Thank you for having me.